The following is a production of Different Brains. Visit us at differentbrains.org. Hi, I'm Dr. Hacky Reitman. Welcome to another episode of Exploring Different Brains. And today we're so lucky to have with us the great, the fabulous Macy who's going to tell us all about what she does and how she's helping so many people. Macy, thanks for being on with us today. My pleasure, my pleasure. Introduce yourself properly. My name is Macy Setantio. I am the founder of a new nonprofit in San Francisco Bay Area called Autism Career Pathways. So I am actually a longtime uh, autism professional. I've been working with families raising kids uh, with ASD, uh, as well as other diagnoses for about 30 years now. Uh, so I started as an undergraduate at UCLA. I was trained to do uh, behavioral therapy. So I was one of those people you call a behaviorist. And I did that for a long time. And then I realized there's so many things that cannot be taught sitting at a table behind closed doors. <laughs> I also realized that even my most successful clients, uh, if they do manage to function in a classroom independently or with minimal support, when they come home, they just go straight to their bedroom and just, they just, they're not even taking part in, you know, being part of the family. So I just couldn't figure out how do I help my clients um, to generalize their skills, to use their skills spontaneously, and also to just want to explore other people's interests, you know, have the back and forth conversations. And, you know, so I just didn't know how to do that. So I... Um, learn about this other program called relationship development intervention and it's very very different it's a family based uh, parent driven intervention so i got certified in that about 20 years ago now and uh i never look back because you know um as a parent coach you just go straight to the heart of it uh, the whole experience of working with parents at home, it humbles you as a professional. So when I was doing behavioral therapy, I was working at a clinic. Everything was clinic-based. And then as a parent coach, you, I only work with parents at home. And I realized very quickly that all this homework that I used to give to parents you know, and I always point fingers to parents. Well, you, it didn't work. None of the behaviors changed because you didn't do this. You, you were not being consistent and things, you know, all of that. Uh, I was one of those cocky, like clinician, like telling people what to do. I was very good at you. it. <laughs> and, you know, I was young. I was, you know, I didn't know any better. And then I learned about this other, got certified in this program, became a parent coach, and it was a whole different experience. I loved it. And of course, I became a mom. I'm a, I'm a parent to a Nordivers uh, kid at home. And, uh, and then, you know, my clients grew up 
because in a in a relationship based intervention, we part we're partners. I watch them grow up. Some of them have college degrees. Some of them finish, you know, graduate, and very few of them、uh, manage to get a job. So I'm thinking, wow, it's almost as if the world is not ready for neurodiverse people. And、uh, if if I am as a professional, I've done my best, and I partner up with the best parents. We we've gone through this journey together for so many years, and yet it doesn't necessarily go anywhere in the real world as far as career pathways. We've got a big problem. So that's why last year I started the nonprofit.、Uh, Uh, autism career pathways, and our goal is to figure out how can we better educate and support neurodiverse,、uh, you know, screening, hiring.、Uh, I my passion is to help、uh, the folks who are minim- minimally to moderate, moderately verbal, because these. Population people who need more support—they're actually—they、uh, have talents, they have great work ethics, and、uh, they're untapped potentials. And I do believe that people want to help our community, small business owners—they do want to help.、Uh, in California, we get tax break if we do hire if we have neurodiversity、uh, initiative. And yeah, it's very, very tough still because people don't know what they don't know, you know. So the Autism Career Pathways goal is to create a robust、uh, online video training series to help small businesses to just be more open, whether they can provide internships or part-time、um, work.、Uh, that's the goal. To be able to see, oh, this is how you possibly train somebody, an autistic adult, to work at the library. A library? Why not? I I just don't understand why libraries across America,、uh, you know, wouldn't come out and say we're hiring neurodiverse people because it's a quiet environment.、Uh, the types of jobs they have at the library, it's actually perfect. It's very systematic. You know, so、uh, that's the goal: is to create this online、uh, short video series to show different types of workplaces. How do you assess,、uh, integrate, and support neurodiverse people? So there you go. Well, what has been your biggest challenge so far? The biggest challenge is to empower. Small, medium businesses to put their name to our database. There is very minimal database,、uh, and、uh, I am at the point now where I'm connected with Stanford Neurodiversity Program with a Stan. You know, I think there are so many bigger companies, bigger size companies. Uh, as well as Stanford with Dr. Lawrence Wong, they're doing such a great job trying to figure out or create a protocol for training support for neurodiverse young adults. But 
if we don't have the database of willing businesses, then the rate is going to be slow. If we can show businesses, you'll make more money and it'll be easier for you if you hire this neurodiverse individual who's going to be loyal, focused. Right. We have, but somebody has to help them and hold their hand through it too. That's right. That's right. And um, I, last year, I took a year off from work to just learn and, and connect and learn from neurodiverse young adults. And I was just so, well, I was excited because I know uh, the trend is shifting. Like this is the, this is the exciting, having a neurodiversity initiative that's very exciting for all companies want to do it. Uh, and I learned so much from autistic adults, autistic advocates, and I even changed my mindset in terms of like teaching parents to do certain things, how to guide the neurodiverse, you know, young family members, you know, I, I just realized that, uh, we don't have a common language, you know, what's that middle, what's, what's. Uh, there's, we need a bridge between a more neurotypical social norms and the neurodiverse people. Right. And, commu uh, and communication norms. That's right. That's right. And right now uh, we have uh, uh, short video clips here and there. We have a ton of reading materials, downloadables. There's really no structure though, in terms of like what might work in your flower shop company, what might, but what, what people don't talk about is the importance of relationship, right? What, what does that look like? And I I'm a parent myself. I'm a neurodiverse myself. Uh, and I, uh, when I coach parents, I say that as parents, we have to provide uh, the safest place for all of our kids, uh, diagnosis or no diagnosis. Uh, but more so when you have a kid who has challenges, just sensory challenges, being bullied at school, they, they're being made fun of because of their differences. So I would say if people ask me, what is the first step of intervention, I would say it's, it's the parent's mindset, you know, and that relationship connecting. If you have a child who is autistic, that uh, natural connection just doesn't happen because the brain is atypical. You know, so parents learn very quickly to overcompensate. So that's why we fall back to uh, giving instructions. Uh, we actually outsource very quickly, unfortunately, because the moment you have a diagnosis of ASD, you have a report with a checklist, well, get speech therapy, occupational therapy, behavioral therapy, this and this and this and this. And I have nothing against those recommendations, but nobody tells the parents, look, as a parent, you have so much you can do to make neural differences, to change the brain, because your child's brain is 
plastic. What I'm yeah. hearing from you that's so uh, resounding and encouraging to me is, hey, mm -hmm. let's start with relationships. Because that's let's right. face it, in these families of mm -hmm. special needs individuals, the divorce rate's right. about a million percent. That's and right. There's a lot of denial going on. And then there's a lot mm -hmm. of genetic issues. And there's a whole bunch of stuff. And right. it amazes me here at Different Brains. Yeah. And I'm, by the way, I make fun of myself because I'm a parent. And, you know, right. Rebecca often says to me, Dad, you know, sometimes good intentions are not enough. But it right. amazes me when a parent will tell me about their child who might be 40 years old, doesn't matter about age, but, and right. they tell me all about, and then I meet the individual. Mm -hmm. There's no resemblance to what the parent was talking That's about. That's right. You know? That's and, right. Um, how do you uh, get around that? Sometimes it's a roadblock instead of a willing relationship in a way. Well, it is a roadblock. I think it's very scary to get a diagnosis. Like it's like you're you you're given this ultimatum. You know, you you let's say you're a dad and you dream about having a son and you have plans. You love baseball. I can't wait to take <laughs> my kid to watch his first baseball game and so on. You know, all parents have dreams. And then you have this baby and the baby is not developing uh, as expected. And you get a diagnosis and it doesn't have to be autism. It could be anything, right? It's heartbreaking. It reminded me of when my mom got a diagnosis, you know, we learned that she got a diagnosis of cancer. It was very scary. You know, it was very traumatic experience. So I think as human beings, it's very understandable we go through that crisis. You, you, you do have to go through that crisis of, of um, just grieving and feeling angry. And eventually, hopefully you get to come out to the other end of just being accepted and being empowered, you know. Um, I wish that there is better parent education provided for free for parents to really help them understand if you're dealing with autism, this is what it is. And actually with social media today, with Instagram, Facebook, learning from autistic adults is so empowering because if you're a parent of a two-year-old, you can look ahead of you and ask any questions on social media and they will answer you any question. They're very open. The autistic adults, you know, the advocacy they're doing is tremendous. So I would say my advice for parents, don't be afraid. You have questions about your child's diagnosis. You go straight to the source. <laughs> Learn from the adult versions of your kid so that you can know that, okay, my, my child is different, but there is a special place for this kid, you know? And, and once you know that, I think as a parent, you feel more hopeful. Uh, and once you, you learn how to, well, here's a question. If you outsource for therapies and your child is with other uh, people, most of the time, right? So as a mom, 
your role is not so much as a mom, but you're the driver. You drive your kid for, to this therapy, that therapy. You're a schedule manager because therapist A can't show up, or it's just just you just very quickly you strip of your confidence as an intuitive mom, as well as dad, right? And you outsource to professionals because you feel like, how do I make my child talk? How do I make my child stop doing that, running all over the place? And how do I? Then your your focus is really to put out fires. You know, it becomes problems. And I think parents forget uh, life shouldn't be just fixing the autism, the ADHD, but, you know, that condition also affects me as a person and it affects my neurotypical, my other children. You know, it affects family. And let's work into that as a little bit of a segue to what mm -hmm. you call the three phases. Can right. you elaborate on that? Oh, you're talking about the Autism Career Pathways Assessment? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. So um, the career screening tool I designed last year, the purpose of that is to show uh, businesses and to show candidates and their families a better picture of the person's uh, strengths, interests, aptitudes, as well as areas of weaknesses. So what comes out of this career screening tool is a short video portfolio. It's about 10, 15 minutes snapshots of what this is the person that a company might be hiring. Um, so the first phase is to look at the person's ability to self-regulate. So it's actually very simple. It's just a box of fidgets. All of them love it. And sometimes I have to check before they go home because they will put them in their pocket. <laughs> so that's, that's a, I want to show work accommodations. It's actually simple things that can also be good for neurotypicals. You know, a quiet room, an aquarium, uh, uh, not bright lightings, maybe curtains. It's like Google has a setup like this. They have nap pods. Facebook has the roof garden where people can just take a break and walk. It's just simple things. It's not scary things. It's not expensive. So that's the first phase. So they're allowed to bring their own fidgets from home or they can use the box of fidgets that's made available to them during the, the interview, the, during the screening tour. And then they're also told to just bring something you can show, something you're really good at that you can show. So some of them uh, bring their guitar. If they're musicians, they would play a song or they can bring uh, a stack of uh, things that they can uh, put together just to show if they're really good at packaging, assembling, they'll bring that and put it together. And the feedback I got it uh, very clearly, they all said that if just knowing I can start a professional interview by showing you what I'm really good at, that reduces the anxiety. That's great. So phase two looks at the executive functioning skills. So this is this is the uh, the heart of the assessment where we want to show uh, the potentials to problem solve 
to transition uh, to organized materials, uh, you know, and to also uh, uh, just deal with challenges. So for this phase, the phase two, uh, one of the, the activities was the um, building a marshmallow uh, structure using marshmallow with sticks, toothpicks. And this was the activity that's commonly used by ASP, SAP and a couple of other big companies. Uh, that's what sparked the idea to me because I saw a, a news coverage that during one of their summits and that's the activity. And I thought, well, why not just develop a whole assess greeting tool? So I just add more activities and develop a scoring protocol. And the last phase is to look at uh, candidates' ability to uh, use social communication part. So can they take what they've learned in phase two and partner up with them it, with somebody and explain the process. Can they ask for help? Can they uh, show or model for someone else? So across the board, phase three is the hardest. Uh, so in the video portfolio, I want to show businesses, you know, what are the type of uh, scaffolding that we might work accommodations? So for um, most people is additional visual, maybe photos or written instructions. For example, uh, it's just certain kinds of materials, organizing materials better for them. Uh, so it's not that difficult. Uh, so I'm hoping with these video resumes, it can also be uh, given insight to uh, businesses as well as parents, if the young adults are still living with parents, they can really see, wow, you know, these are all activities that my son or daughter have never done before, but look at that, they're doing it, you know. So that's that's what the screening tool is all about. You know, with our 18 plus year old neurodivergent interns, you know, we have a mentorship trainee program for unpaid and we mm -hmm. train and mentor and, and then they go on to bigger and better things. Yeah, we're finding a paradoxical kind of ironic twist to the coronavirus times. Yes, we've actually expanded our program virtually <laughs> and we're finding everybody uh, with different neurodiversities a lot more relaxed these days. Yeah, more social. What have you been finding? That's actually very interesting. I think uh, it's great for the families we work with because everybody's home <laughs> so now they're actually um, having to figure out a way where they can go through their days and there's no escaping it <laughs> you can't really drop your kid off at a therapy somewhere you can't have people come to your home and mom and dads have to work together as a team, like you, you take this kid or I have a meeting, you have to communicate better. So I think for parents, uh, as well for me and my husband, we have to communicate more and we have time to do that. And before it was always like going, like just rushing, I think, uh, chips passing in the night. Right. Right. It's really, it wasn't good. It wasn't good. So I think for, for parents, hopefully, there are definitely silver linings. 
you know, during COVID and after COVID. Now for neurodiverse kids, I think that some of them do well because you remove the stress from going to school, just, just the peer pressure. You know, I think for, I think maybe for ADHD students, this is good because uh, you, you remove the noise, you know, the distractions. And it's just simpler for some people, neurodiverse people, uh, but not so much. Look, I've got two kids. My daughter, my 15-year-old, is she's very independent. She's she's doing great. We don't have to worry about her. Now I have my 11-year-old who's neurodiverse. You take away that school structure, it, it was tough. It took us three weeks of just trying to establish a routine, like getting up. It's really hard. So it could go both ways. Um yeah, so that's COVID-19, but I think, I really believe uh, there's always a silver lining. How do people learn more about you and your programs? In terms of the Autism Career Pathways, uh, we have a website, uh, autismcareerpathways.com. So that's where I put uh, basically our progress. Uh, we're going to hopefully apply for grants and be able to actually build this um this online video libraries. I am doing consultant, consulting to businesses and also parents. I love working with parents. I love working with families because I, I want parents to know there are a lot they can do at home to build career readiness. You can't just drop your kid off somewhere and tell that person, can you teach my kid to be work job ready? It doesn't work like that. It starts, we build the foundations at home. So if you want to call it family career readiness curriculum, be it. <laughs> I'll package it that way. But it's, it's, I just want to empower parents. And I, I love doing consulting. If parents want to figure out and partner up with me, that's where they can find me through our website. On Instagram, I do uh, at Macy Satantio. That's my parent coaching side where I actually post videos of me working with young adults, uh, parents working with young kids to just show what can we do at home. Uh, and the, the, other, uh, the other one at uh, ASD Career Pathways, that's for this project. So I, I love talking. I, I love talking to parents, uh, just talking to organizations um, like yours to see if we can support each other. What is the single biggest piece of advice you would have for a parent on regarding employment in the future for their young one? The first advice is to fall in love with your family members' differences and quirkiness because we have to see the purpose we have to help them expand it we have to be able to add variation uh, second advice would be to nurture relationships with your community so your your local uh, dry cleaners <laughs> flower shops bakeries you know your 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 places in your neighborhoods, and you bring your neurodiverse young adults out. 
you know, so so introduce our neurodiverse family member to the world so the world can see them. Uh, I think that's important. Everything's going back to relationships and investments with other people. Uh, so, so have an open mindset, have a growth mindset instead of fixed mindset. Uh, that's the first step because when when you talk to another business owner and you have your neurodiverse family member standing next to you, you have to include your family member. You have to have that. You have to communicate with other people. This is my son. He loves coming here because of this. And, you know, you got to communicate with other people who don't know anything about autism. You know, so I think people can feel that energy and see how much you love this, this uh, young adult. And I think that will eventually open up. I think over the years, when you have a young adult, then that place already, you know, that business already know you, your family. They're more likely to maybe uh, do give you a couple of hour, hours of internships or, you know. I have so many stories like that when I interview young adults, you know, they're working at the restaurants or food trucks. That's how it started because the it's, it's the community, you know, so that's my recommendation. Macy, thank you so much for being with us today. I learned a lot and keep getting all those people jobs for those of us with different brains. Thank you so much for being with us. Well, thank you so much for the opportunity. This was fun, so much to talk about, so much work to be done, but it's a good start. Exploring Different Brains is a production of Different Brains, Inc. For more information, visit us at differentbrains.org.